Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to another episode of Echo 4. This time we are starting a new review series. Guess what we're reviewing? Star Wars. Yep. <laughs> Who would have guessed, right? But yeah, not just any Star Wars. The Bad Batch. As it just came out not too long ago on Disney+. Plus. And yeah, the first episode, over, over 70 minutes long. Yeah, so pretty decent runtime. But um, yeah, we'll... We have a lot to talk about, so let's go ahead and introduce the folks around, starting with uh, Brittany. Hey, y'all. I'm Booty Monique, and I am excited for a new Star Wars animated series. I cannot wait to talk about it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, what's up with you? It's your boy, the Mad Prince, back at it again. Um, damn, getting back to our roots, Star Wars, all that in the back. I mean, if you couldn't tell the name Echo 4, it, it screams Star Wars. So <laughs> we write we write at home. We, mm-hmm. we at this shit, bro. Man, so, hey, it, it's good to be back. You, you feel me? Right. Definitely. Good to be back in this universe. And yeah, it's it, like, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's your boy, Kansan. Yeah, we're back at it again, as we mentioned, Echo 4. And so... Uh, I'm sorry. Um, before I forget, um, I forgot to mention this. Uh, we have a podcast now. So, oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah, yeah, we have a podcast now. We have a podcast. Yeah. Now. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I was busy the other day, and I ended up uh, extracting all the audio from all of our past discussion and review videos, and upload them as a podcast. So, um, so yeah. Um, I'll include that link in, in the description down below eventually. And uh, this video, too, will also be uploaded to that podcast. It's, it's nothing special. It's just literally Echo 4, the podcast. So there you go. But hey. Oh, cool. I'm so excited. Now to get us in podcast version. So you can listen to our bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> in 8D audio and shit. Let's go. <laughs> All right, so yeah, as I mentioned before, we're talking about the Bad Batch, and first episode is called what's it called again? Aftermath. Aftermath, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so aftermath. I, I was thinking like Rapture, and like it was like some other more evil name word, but uh, but yeah, aftermath, which is aftermath of uh, order sixty. <laughs> so. I'm glad somebody got that joke. Damn. All right. <laughs> no, let's go. I'm, I'm good. Oh, you should just land some jokes in there already. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you didn't catch it. <laughs> Whatever. I'm somebody. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so uh, let's start with for some first reactions. Uh, Brittany, you go first. What's, what's, your, <laughs> what's your initial thoughts? My initial thoughts of the first episode, first of all, 70 minutes. I remember Will putting that in there, or Drea put that in there. I forget who it was. And I was like, wait, 70? Okay, Will, 70 minutes? That's damn near a movie. I could not believe they did that for the first episode. So I was already, like, excited. You said what? I had a nerve. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, wow, 70 minutes? Like, that's that's movie. We're getting a movie here. But then I remembered that Clone Wars initially was a movie at first yeah. like a standalone movie in the theaters and then the series followed right after that oh okay so yeah that was really cool um i definitely enjoyed my uh when did that come out may 4th so that 
Tuesday or whatever. May the um, be with you. Yeah, I was like, yeah, this is so cool. And then the the whole episode was just like exciting. And I didn't think I was gonna care about this group of <laughs> group of clothes, but I I was like, okay, I'm 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 really digging this show. That second episode, when we talk about that, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm a little worried now, but the first episode, dope. Enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. What about you, Will? Uh, damn, this shit was, this shit hit different, bro. Like, I didn't, like, I kind of didn't care. Like, I knew who the bad batch was because of, like, uh, Clone Wars and shit. And I kind of didn't, like, okay, so they really dragging this shit out. This doesn't even, this doesn't really even feel like uh, like a like entire spinoff. This feels like season eight of Clone Wars, mm-hmm. I, which I personally fucking like. And like every and like it, it's it's different seeing like because all these because all the clones they're you they have they're really similar even even the ones they feature most prominently prominently like uh Rex, uh, Rex. like right Rex mm-hmm. and Cody and shit. They're all very uniform. They're all very they. The personalities are very similar. The Bad Batch was kind of like that monkey, like kind of like the dark horse, kind of like the black sheep of the entire like clone force. And like they each had their own personalities because they were really made to be that way. And they were like a really unique aspect of the whole clone army. And like when they introduced them, I'm like, oh, this is kind of lit when they did this shit in like what season season seven? Uh-huh. So, when they introduced them, Joe, I'm like, yo, that's really, that's really dope. And like seeing how they introduce and seeing how they made a series around them, I was kind of skeptical. I'm like, well, why the fuck would I follow a bunch of clones, even though <laughs> clones are inherently different? And then you see the context of why they matter and why and how that um how that differentiates between the situation of them going through Order 66 and shit. It's like, oh this really makes sense because like and like in remembering how season seven ended with ahsoka and like Mm -hmm. like i'm like okay all like almost like a continuation yeah it's 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 like a not only that there's like references to fucking um rebels and shit and seeing how that shit uh panned out because we saw rebels too and how they and like they so they kind of they kind of told a little bit of their story and how they dealt with Order sixty six though, but you never really got you really never got never really got the full picture of that shit. Mm-hmm. And like with this one, it's kind of like oh, this all right, everything that's going on makes so much fucking sense. And like I'm really invested mm-hmm. in like characters and like because I because it's hard to get invested in like the clone in like the clones in general because they're so similar. Yeah, so but, one, yeah they're, they're the same. <laughs> They're, they they have a level of individuality that kind of that that you don't see with any other clone, uh, besides which Boba stands Fett. out. Mm-hmm. Besides Boba Fett, because you know Boba Fett is Boba Fett, mm-hmm. but <laughs> badass. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> seeing, seeing how that yeah, seeing how that shit played out, I'm like, yo, I'm here for it. And like, like you said, like, yeah, like 70 minutes, though, that's a whole movie. Like, yeah, you're right. Because I remember watching like the Clone Wars movie. Well. When I say watched, um, I was 18, I was broke, I was a college student, I pirated the shit out of that movie. <laughs> you know, that shit was dope. And he, I'm paid, like, okay, he paid his dues since then. And I remember watching the original clone series from um 
what Gendy Tafrosky or whatever. I can't pronounce. Yeah, yeah, the two D. Yeah, the two D one. Yeah, that. I didn't see that, that one. one. Oh, I love that one. That first. Okay. Bro, I used to have the DVD for that shit. I I think I do still have it, but that shit was fire. Yeah. But yeah, um, but yeah like uh, seeing that expanded and shit, Joe, I loved it though. But like seeing like Bad Batch, it, it really made me invested in the in in like uh, uh, Clone Force ninety nine mm-hmm. in these motherfuckers because every last one of them is a character in their own right. They have right. Like, you don't see with a lot of the other clones and so and like this whole element with omega i'm not gonna get into that one but yeah i, I love yeah it. We, we're, def- we're definitely gonna get to omega at the end ha, ha. uh <laughs> <laughs> <Funny>. <laughs> actually no it's not gonna be at the end but anyway uh but yeah i i, yeah, I really also enjoyed um this episode because yeah, when it first introduced the Bad Batch in season seven of Clone Wars, like okay, yeah, they're they're designed to be different, you know, to to be unique. But like their the caricatures were a little too um, one dimensional mm-hmm. in that episode they're introduced. But then again, there was their introduction. Of course, they had to show their strengths and their weaknesses uh, to kind of lay that foundation. Okay, Crosshair is the the marksman, for example. Wrecker is the the big brute, you know, things like that. They like, had to kind of establish these establish kind of yeah. yeah but mm-hmm. so i was like when they first said this show i was like okay it'll be interesting but i didn't really see how deep they could go in this character development but this first episode kind of showed that yeah they they really thought through with the backs not just the backstory but the overall uh death of these characters because you can see through this whole episode like the character building um increasing gradually to a really good pace i would say even like some mm-hmm. of the the subtle scenes were like they're like trying to gather their stuff before they leave, like the you know the, the little bunny, for example, that Mugga found. But we'll get to that too. But you know, Sean, who, you know, that, that was that, funny. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he got in that record, you know, got a little bunny. But, you know. but yeah, overall, yeah, I I'm glad that uh, they really put a lot of work in the character dev- development for uh, this team, and it also shows that they're so different, but they work so well together. I and it just shows in this episode. So overall, yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed it, and also the fact that it's bridging the gap between mm-hmm. Revenge of the Sith, Clone Wars, and uh, Rebels. You know, all in one one will go basically. Yeah. So, so yeah, going on with that, uh, with the the first part, first big scene, I would say that occurred is uh the they're they're uh they're their take on Order 66. <laughs> so, with all that, how that went down with their assignment on, uh, what planet was that? So many planets. Uh, I, I forget the name it's of it. Like, <laughs> it's like, it's two syllables. Sarkis, mm-hmm. something like it's something like, But yeah, it's just start with a C. But uh, they're on that planet uh, working with, as reinforcements for uh, Jedi Master and her Padawan along with uh, Clone Force. Um and trying to remember the name of the clone for exactly, but uh, yeah, they come and support them, and then water help them out. That's when Order 66 goes down, and the master goes down, and then you see uh, the team, you know, trying to follow orders, but they're confused because they didn't get the orders, so mm-hmm. you're seeing all the other clones, the regs, the one did, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 well, yeah. 
he more like he perceived the order. <laughs> but we'll that we'll get to that part about that uh, about that particular. What is the orders? <laughs> Follow the orders. Got to do. I didn't think You're his list could be any so, smaller because he's right. going so you know, hunter. His face is shaped so we're like. He was like, bro, where are you going to put that toothpick? You don't have a mouth. <laughs> I know, bro. He's giving the villain vibes immediately. That's, that's how he's rashes, <laughs> like the toothpick. <laughs> yeah, open his mouth up. But, uh, but yeah, so, you know, with Hunter chasing down the Padawan and then, you know, letting him escape, uh, what are you guys' thoughts on, like, the team? Well, not just uh, the team, but also with Hunter making that decision of letting the Padawan go when, you know, he always follow orders and always mm-hmm. make sure the mission is complete. Well, uh, you want to go yeah, first? Well. Uh, sure. Um, so long as we, I mean, this is a discussion and we, we going to spoil, I mean, if you're watching this video, chances are you've already watched it. And if not, then why the fuck are you watching this video? <laughs> Yeah, so drop everything. us a like so, though. Drop us a like. <laughs> yeah, drop us a like on that in the bag of chips. But the reality is, it's not right, a bag so, of chips. Don't. I don't know. You know what? You know what's funny? I don't know why I say that on camera. I don't say that in real life. <laughs> All right. I'm like, damn, man. No, I don't say that in real life. And yet, I say that on every, every time I, I'm at. I'm looking at a camera. I say that shit. I don't. In the bag of chips. <laughs> all that in a bag of chips. I say that shit constantly. And I, I don't know, man. Maybe because you wish you had a bag of chips. Why? No, <laughs> only no, when he's recording. No, this, this, no, this whole, this whole persona has done something to me over the last ten years. Um, so, um, okay, so for context, um, the Jedi and the Padawan. Uh, damn, what's Depa? What's what's the old girl name? Depa? What? Mm, I, I I'm, I'm literally asking you, Ken, because you should know. Yeah, it started with D. Dep- Depa is it's it's it was like a weird pronunciation, but um Depa and then Caden 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 uh Depa Billaba yeah Depa Billaba and uh Caleb Doom. Now mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I feel like and, and you know what the thing about Depa is the fact that she got trained she was like she was padawan to mace window which kind of like bro you could have you should have handled that situation better but you know shocking. and you know what no because mace window because out of everybody in the jedi order the only person who could either challenge or beat mace window was count yoda. dooku or Yoda, mm-hmm. like them, the only ones that could really try him. Yeah. Everybody else was would have just got the ass fell, especially Mace, because Mace, Mace was at a point where he didn't give a fuck. He will kill your ass. That's that's how um, he got became master that, council. <laughs> yeah, and and that and like fucking uh, and that's Django why he's like he's sharing, it, sharing with Yoda. <laughs> Django found that at the hard way. So, <laughs> the point Rest is, like, I feel like I feel like that, but like, damn, that, but you kind of went out. Kind of, yeah, like, I don't know. I, yeah, but, um, maybe she was worried about the Padawan too. It's like she also had that in the back little, of her head. Yeah, but a little, I'll say a little too worried. Also, yeah. is it just me or that Padawan had a deep voice? Bruh, sound like a bro yeah, man. Bro man. Like, 
Before it's only like, 27. Bro, I'm like, boy, why you out here sounding like corpse husband? Get get the fuck out of here. And I'm like, <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, granted, they use the same voice actor who voiced Caleb Dune, and you can see he tried to like voice it at a higher pitch. It's uh, like, mm-hmm. you know, you know what you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of when they brought Donald Glover to voice uh to voice um, Miles Morales. Uh-oh. No, mm-hmm. to voice Miles Morales in like the uh, Ultimate Spider-Man series, because mm-hmm. like the biggest complaint was like, "Yo, Miles sounds older than uh, Peter Parker," mm-hmm. and that's and like Miles was fourteen at the time. Peter Parker <laughs> was like Peter Parker was like eighteen or twenty-one or some shit. So it's kind of mm-hmm. it was weird. So yeah, yeah if, that's if they kinda... had a, yeah. if they had the Donald Glover from like when he was just a rapper, <laughs> high pitched <laughs> like, voice. <laughs> I get why they did it. Um, but uh yeah, that whole situation that really puts I mean, I, I the the reason why that situation even happened was main from a narrative point of view, the reason why that situation happened was to, like to make a link, a direct link between this and um uh, and like uh rebels. Mm-hmm. And like and like that's that's one of the dopest things about uh about like these animated the 3D animated shit. Is because it almost exists in its own ecosystem, mm-hmm. like for, uh, Star. I mean, uh, Clone Wars. We got Clone Wars and shit. Then we got Rebels. And like, granted, I was upset when they canceled Clone Wars and shit and gave us Rebels. And but Rebels ended up being pretty decent. And so, so and, and you see all these um, all these sort of like um links come together and. Like from a narrative point of view, that shit's amazing, Joe. It's like like it's like these collection of um stories exist in its own ecosystem within a much larger universe. Mm-hmm. And seeing how they kind of uh inter- intersect. Uh, intersect and interlace with one another, that shit is dope. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's really it's Filoni- good storytelling. <laughs> Very Dave good Fil- storytelling. Dave Filoni, Joe, bro, like this probably ain't family friendly friendly though, but you probably need your dick sucked. Like twenty four hours a day for that shit, bro. Not by me. I was just about to say, not by me, but by somebody because what you've what you've made here is fucking amazing. Like insert disclaimer, and and yeah, especially especially what you did on that one episode, like that one episode of Mandalorian, boy. Oh yeah, shit. That yo, that's still that is that is still the yo. That is like my favorite episode of season two of Mandalorian. Delorean, like yeah, like, it, it, it was dope. That that shit was dope. But we're getting off topic. Um, yeah, yeah. We're, we're talking about um, yeah. Uh, as far as I thought about it though, it was really it was really interesting to see and um, like and like seeing how that sort of like. I mean, because I mean, think about it. If, if you fought alongside a bunch of people for like years on end. They saved your life. You saved theirs. There's a camaraderie there. So seeing them suddenly turn on you, mm-hmm. it's fucking uh I'm sorry, I got liquor burst. I'm trying to fight through it. Um, so yeah, seeing them turn on you inexplicably, it it it, it creates a a situation of like mixed emotions and shit. And you kind of <laughs> saw Kayla fighting through that shit. And like seeing how that happens and like and seeing why he feels the way he feels about clones in the in like in the future because you saw when he met rex yo he was boy that shit was different so yeah um it was it was definitely an interesting perspective to um explore even though it was one that um 
that uh, they, didn't, they, they didn't spend a, yeah they it was one they didn't spend a lot of time on but i feel mm-hmm. like it it was one that they didn't need to spend a lot of time on because it said a lot in that whole interaction between caleb and um and hunter and hunter letting him go and seeing the way crosshair handled that situation but yeah that's that's my opinion <laughs> um so as far as that whole uh situation I didn't know we were start right at Order 66. And I was like, God damn it. Why do we keep seeing this shit over and over and over again? Different Jedi's died. It was real. It was real. And I know it was a pivotal point for that time frame, but God, it, it was so, it always makes me so sad, especially the look on her face because I know she was just confused, shocked. She wanted to make sure her Padawan was um, safe. It was just so much going on. And honestly, if I was her, I don't know if I would have been able to survive myself because I would be thinking about my Padawan surviving more. So on that note, um, Hunter, it just like, I feel like the first scene just kind of shows how different they are from other clone um other clones Mm -hmm. so i was just like okay this was a good starting point and it made me like hunter just right away i was just like oh he's not trying trying to kill him he's trying to i don't know what he was gonna do with (laughs) with caleb but he wasn't trying to kill him so but crosshair was just like he was a wild card so i was like i don't know how the hell this is gonna work out and y'all in the same group but yeah i i i I thought it was a good strong beginning for sure Mm -hmm. and then just the instant switch with the the regs of like just reiterating and reinforcing um the notion of that switch how this went from like just noble like kind of like white knights that are kind of like you know as, as the best soldiers in the galaxy to just instantly become more you know tyrants or just you're just uh oppressives oppress uh, oppressors basically um mm-hmm. imperials basically <laughs> <laughs> and how and it, it shows how beneficial and also how unbeneficial it is to have an army made entirely of clones because right. it could be turned on against you like this in a sense how mm-hmm. the people you know, thought the clones were fighting with them, and all of a sudden they're locking them up, you know, make it forcing them to, you know, register and chain codes and things stuff. But, um, but yeah, so Order 66, once again, see that. I think, uh, with every, every piece of content that touches up on this era, we might see some iteration of that going on <laughs> again, right. So, but with with that, when we're not talking about how Crosshair is following orders, <laughs> there's a particular someone in the name of Tarkin <laughs> who takes a particular interest in this particular someone. So mm-hmm. I think they kind of hinted something more when that scene uh, when Tarkin, I was asking about the inhibitor chips and how if they could enhance the effect. Um, and... Leon toward I mean later on what they did with Crosshair, I feel like that's just gonna be the beginning. Um do you guys think they could be lead on to something more of like him trying to see what he can do with the clones potentially, as far as maybe try to use that inhibitor chip to control them or change them more? Uh not not just crosshair, but like also the regs. So you may see like a devolution of the clones in, in this series as well. So I'm just wondering like, do you guys 
think uh, this lead on anything or is just a simple, just like go just try, uh, try and cross here around? Because we obviously know what happens to the clones and they ended up going with the recruiting and taking people's babies and making them into the, making them into stormtroopers. So I, obviously it's a, I don't know what to think about that. I just thought that Tarkin was just like, you know what, this one, this clone I can use for my personal gain. Almost like a, a a hitman or something I don't know like his little personal little bodyguard or something so yeah that's I didn't really think about like what he probably he seemed like he doesn't he doesn't like clones so no. that's that was the vibe that I got so I was just like yeah he just probably like I like this one because I can control him but the, the other bad batch and the other ones the, the clones that we have now we I don't want to do that shit cost too much money I don't want to do that shit. So, and I like that they went into that too because I was always curious of like, why did they switch? Why did they get rid of the um, clones mm -hmm. and not continue it? And it was a financial thing. And it makes so much sense. If you're trying to start a whole new empire, <laughs> you know, you got to think about the money part. And a lot of times, you know, Star Wars don't go into that part. They dabble, mm -hmm. but it was a little more like prevalent in this episode. So I, I, I like shit like that because that's going into like, politics and how that shit works with yeah the, like the logistics of it <laughs> yeah the logistics but then we went to exegore and trying to figure out how the fuck did this happen <laughs> that was exactly. yeah that was exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they, actually like, they actually addressed that shit in the comic but, but i think they did explain, not, not really but it's funny like, but yeah, <laughs> Ex, you know what? Ex, that's an entirely different conversation. I'm sorry, I even said it. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm like, bro, don't, <laughs> no, not that bag of chips. No, <laughs> like, there we go with the chips. <laughs> but yeah, I, yeah. Um, yeah, that's all I got on that one. Okay. <laughs> all right, yeah, so um, Tarkin's an asshole, uh, basically. Um, he doesn't like clones. I mean, um, honestly, a lot of people don't like clones. I mean, there's I mean, there's Jedi who don't like because I because you know what the whole thing about the clones' existence is already sus from the jump to a lot of people, mm -hmm. um, and like even the Jedi Council knew it, but they decided to go ahead and keep fucking with them. I mean, anyway, I'm like, yo, this is literally a plot to destroy y'all, but y'all really <laughs> again another conversation. The point is this: uh, Tarkin probably um, he, the reason why he really was interested. In the bad batch is because of the individuality i think um and, and because i i their guess yeah their abilities because they uh -huh. they were they were different they were they were the black sheep they were set apart and like they had abilities and skills that were atypical of the rest of the clones which is why he um which is why i think he uh really tried to hold on to um mm -hmm. uh again liquor burps um why he tried to hold on to um crosshairs the way he did especially after he found out that cross that like his uh inhibitor chip was like partially active i guess uh -huh. mm -hmm. and just decided yeah let's turn that shit up to 11 and, and say fuck all and just, that's yeah so um yeah but uh, but as always my policy is fuck tarkin uh, that high cheek <laughs> that I high cheekbone general. having motherfucker <laughs> i'm a little uh, jealous of the high cheekbones i mean 
it's nice but go ahead <laughs> again i mean i mean that, 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 that's paid for I mean, by the empire not not to sound not to sound like a misogynist but that's like womanly problems but it is no, talk, <laughs> fuck, uh, fuck tarkin though fuck tarkin okay uh, fuck tarkin fuck tarkin fuck tarkin fuck tarkin fuck tarkin that's ah. yeah mm-hmm. no, but it's, yeah. it's because of that that i feel like knowing tarkin he may have some more plans ahead with him because I feel like it's just because it's not just with Crosshair. I feel like if they're after the Bad Batch, they're not exactly trying to kill him. He wants to he wants to gain their yeah. abilities. He would like. I mean, chances are, if he can make more enhanced clothes like the like the Bad Batch, he uh-huh. would. Uh-huh. And he was trying to he was trying to gauge like the viability of that shit. Um, yeah. So can I just say also that when they had that trial, that test that test fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, those giant clone B2 hybrid robots that the joys that came out towards the end, like, where is this in the war? <laughs> where are these in the war? These are, these are wreck all the joys. <laughs> that was a cool scene, by the mm-hmm. way. I just love, I like seeing them work together and how they just kind of adapt to any situation, which makes them so special. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That was literally the definition of the expression, nigga. Like, yo, <laughs> like, bro, why? <laughs> like, live rounds and shit, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that yeah. shit was... That was crazy. Record took one to the chest. And it was, it was like, all right, just brush it off. Like, man, most people gone after that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so after that little test run, um, Tarkin tries to reward them with a little special mission to take out some insurgents. So, guess who we saw? <laughs> saw Guerrero. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Fuck you in that pun. <laughs> I mean it. Oh! What? Really? Really, pretty? You what? just now noticing what? that shit? That's who we saw? <laughs> Bro, I'm so sorry. I'm drunk off my ass and I even saw I that need shit some coming. More. I need some more coffee. Uh, All right. <laughs> Bro, I'm fucking dead, bro. I'm, <laughs> Shut I'm up, dead. Will. Don't fall your topic, man. It's gonna be hard to fly in that trench. <laughs> You're out of control now. I'm, I'm drunk as shit in this trench, bro. I'm mobbing in this bitch. I'm just here. I'm here for the check. Right? <laughs> You're so silly. <laughs> I'm here oh, for the check. Twins in that in that trench. <laughs> That's Luke's problem. <laughs> But yeah, so yeah, we saw Saw along with his batch of rebels. So you know, they had their little clash and you know they had a little moral moment where they of course the Bad Batch uh was uh captured or they you know surrendered and they had a little discussion with Saw and you know kind of gave them more of a different perspective, the civilian perspective of what's going on after Ordy sixty six and the transition, the sudden transition from Republic to Empire, and then how like people who thought they were fighting for Republic now all of a sudden kicked out, and mm-hmm. um, all, this, all of a sudden the pressure is like, okay, we, you, I thought you guys were fighting for us. Now all of a sudden there's a whole new entity called Empire now, and then now all of a sudden we're the outcasts, we're the ones getting oppressed, and we're the we're, they they probably felt like they were becoming the separatists. Mm. And so with that encounter and that, I say, point of view that Saul and team showcased to 
the Bad Batch, do you think that's kind of like helping them open their eyes to, to separating from the Empire? And what well, I mean is just them. I mean, they don't seem like they're part of the Empire from the beginnings, but yeah, because uh, they're like fuck this. <laughs> I think but, it's a a very interesting um, like concept that they're tackling because what do you do when there's a sudden change in power? You're just like oh okay so. Obviously, who was, I think it was Crosshair that was basically like, okay, Republic, uh, um, that doesn't matter, follow orders. Empire, right, is we just follow follow orders. But then what happens with the civilians? It's just like, they get displaced or they get, you know, Mm -hmm. all this stuff that's, it's just chaos right now. And they're trying to figure out their place in all of this, especially because they're not like the typical clones they're not just following orders. They they have uh, morale. Like they they empathize, mm-hmm. and you know, I just I like seeing that interaction with Saw and Hunter specifically, and having that conversation. Um, yeah, I I think that was really like what kind of like drew me into the show all the way. Like I was digging the beginning and everything, mm-hmm. and when Tarkin came, and I was like, okay, I kind of see. But that interaction between those two. But the group and um, saw, I was just like, all right, I see what y'all doing. Sorry, we're saying, I'm down for it. So, yeah, I liked it. I liked it a lot. You think they're going to work uh, work together sometime soon? Mm-hmm. I you think, think they season? have. Yep, I do. I do think they're going to work together. Every uh-huh. once in a while. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, shit. I, I've, as always, I got I got mixed feelings on Saw, to be real. Uh, to be real. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was interesting to see that interaction. Um like seeing how like the people who would just get caught, he just get caught up in the shit, caught up in the crosshairs of like, I mean, a li- literally a fascist regime just attempted a co- just attempted and succeeded in a coup d'état and just <laughs> taking hold of the galaxy. Like, like, bro, like in line with that shit is getting fucking, they they're getting swept up in that shit, and like either they can get with it or they can fight against it. Uh, mm-hmm. Saul. The thing about Saul is that um, I don't know. I uh, maybe you start to see when, like, the moment he starts taking like more drastic actions against the Empire. Because uh, I don't think we really explored that. I mean, we've seen Saul. Like, uh, we we've seen like people interact with Saul and shit though. But like, he's always been like a freedom fighter. But we never really seen the point where like the like the uh alliance just kind of write him off as an extremist like mm. maybe we'll see that shit mm-hmm. happen at some point uh it, it's just like yeah because we see him like okay so this is all guerrero uh ally, all that and shit and then like somewhere down the line we see another episode and like saul's doing a lot of such shit and it's like what the mm. fuck how the fuck did we get to this point so i would like to like so like um uh, if they're gonna include saul in this uh in this series at uh, to some degree i would like to see like the moment where like um where like that balance sort of like tips when like he goes from freedom fighter to like sort of like black smash uh, pretty much <laughs> yep. yeah pretty much he 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 becomes a flag smasher <laughs> <laughs> okay. i would like to i would like to see that happen i would like to see that explored though but um mm-hmm. i don't know it, but uh i think um here's the thing 
there's a lot about this that I can't really guess about because it's like we never really follow like uh, a storyline involving exclusively clones uh-huh. and, and so I, I i really can't because mm-hmm. like usually i'm i'm really good at kind of like following like potential narrative plot lines and shit like that but like i can't follow it because the clones have never really been featured so right. prominently in this way they've usually been secondary characters like tertiary characters so on and so forth though but the bad, or, bad or a standalone <laughs> episode for rex or something here or there right but... yeah Right, but the Bad Batch, they are the stars of the show, so it's kind of hard to determine, like, how how the path can, like, really come about. I have an idea, though, but, again, that's probably going to come later on in this conversation, so I, I, I will not address it now, but that's those are my thoughts. But, yeah, with this Bad Batch, uh, after that encounter with Saw, they encountered yet another clone like them that's unique as in the mega in which mm-hmm. off the bat you're just like okay this this is something different because one the girl so like it's up to this point every single clone has been genetically mm-hmm. the same gender <laughs> so the, the fact that the very last clone is not only um a girl but also i thought the hair is different color different style mm-hmm. and everything like it's just that a lot of different traits about it. like it's more like it's not is she really a clone at this point i mean it's like a clone but if she's been altered so much then uh, would we really consider her a clone but at the same time what have they altered her with to make her so special what do you think she's special with i like she she has something really cool that, oh. uh, no idea though right now I know. I feel like I'm kind of just like trying to figure her out. Like, obviously, she got good aim because I saw when she shot at um, Crosshair. I was just well, she like, still, okay. She still is technically Django, so she's still probably going <laughs> to sling that gun around and pop, pop some people. I was like, okay, anyway, she she a sharpshooter. That's cool. Um, but like her, like her existence, it don't make sense to me yet i like that she's there i like that she's a girl Mm -hmm. and i like that what basically she's there to to i don't i don't know the word for it but i feel like she's there for the bad batch to not necessarily protect but to kind of make them more well-rounded to have like this little girl that is a clone like them and they're just like okay we want to make sure almost like the mandalorian in the the baby yoda situation like you automatically like care because they're trying to keep this little girl safe so i that's a, a element that i do like and i feel like star wars always at the end of the day it's about the kids <laughs> like about how uh, the next generation is going to survive in this so mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I they sticking with it, and also it's on Disney Plus. You still gotta have some some sort of kid in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, yep. it's for all ages. Gotta have yeah, <laughs> exactly in all genders. <laughs> but yeah, I, I like her. I'm I'm excited to see what she would do in the show, and she's not annoying, so that's that's a plus. Too. Yeah, yeah, uh, a non annoying <laughs> kid. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> thank God. Yeah, but that's all I got for for mm-hmm. Omega. All right, um, biggest question. How is it that a new a New Zealand accent is just hereditary <laughs> like this? And where is y'all picking this where, where is y'all picking this shit up from, bro? 
I'll admit, um, I what, did kind of laugh at the accent. <laughs> I was the, like, wow, that's... The island that uh, Tamar Morrison is from... Yeah. It's, it's not that far away from Samoa, which, you know, it's... It's, it's, no, it's over there. Yeah, like, no, yeah. no, no. I know that in real life, he's... He's um he's New Zealand because mm-hmm. he's Maori. Mm-hmm. What I'm trying to figure out is within the Star Wars universe, when what? y'all making these clones, how is it that they have the same fucking accent? Joe? I mean, all like, the imp- I could have I could have assumed that an accent was a learned thing. Like, bro. Well, yeah, <laughs> but it, I mean, yeah, but I, I mean, it, it's genetic. Probably ge- built genetically into them. There are clones. So because it's like, oh, not might not make it easier for them. I mean, let's Cassie. not go into the old accent debate in Star Wars anyway. Because there's yeah, a because lot all of, the like... imperial officers <laughs> talk like they're from Britain. So like, yeah, exactly. So Bro, they switch like on those... and off with these accents. Yeah, <laughs> like um, what was it? Man, what was the name of the um people who um ran the Trade Federation? Uh, I forget the uh, uh, the um the uh, Nemodians. Yeah, them motherfuckers. They 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 sounded fucking. They sounded fucking Asian. I'm like, bro, this is kind of racist, low key. I ain't gonna lie. But you know, um, that's an entirely different. You can't get through these shoes. I mean, what the fuck is? Yo, it's like I'm in Chinatown. Why are you fucking doing this shit? You know, Trade Federation, and then. Chinese viceroy, yeah, that, yeah. that the viceroy. That's what I'm thinking. Like, yeah, viceroy, they, yeah, like, yeah, they, they're, they're, they're it's, it's like uh, similar to like Chinese, like uh, commerce, like giant. They're like they're, yeah, they're a commerce giant. Yeah, because yeah, like um, yeah, because like Star Wars does a lot of that shit with a lot of its races. Mm-hmm. They base like accents over like very specific things. That's why everybody from Coralia sounds like they're American, and why people from the core world sound like they're British and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And the Twi'leks are like French, so that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so when it comes to Omega, uh, yeah, she's an enhanced clone, and so on and so forth. I think uh, she's. Mm, She's not there just to be a kid. She's a major plot point to this. Uh, my guess would be like knowing what everything else that I know about Star Wars and how like shit progresses and shit. I think that um, I think that Omega is a force sensitive clone. Uh, uh, for the fact that how she reacts when she shot Crosshair, like Crosshair is like expert marksman, master marksman, even and shit, and like she and like she just straight up shot his ass, and it's just like, and she just kind of, and she just kind of says shit that's kind of like I don't know, I can kind of feel what he's doing, is like he she says certain shit that just kind of that kind of infers that she has insight that the rest of them don't, and like given with the fact that. Palpatine is spending so much time trying to make a force sensitive clone and so on and so forth. I think that Omega is like a successful product of that specifically. I think she's I think she's force sensitive. I think she's the four, first force sensitive clone and it would make sense for the fact that she is so different from every other clone before. Even the Bad Batch, they're more similar to the rest of the clones than Omega is. Just on I mean they look like them and shit. Though. I mean granted there's there's like differences though but the similarities are there it's just that one she's a child one she's she's female uh different hair so on and so forth somehow she still managed to have that fucking new zealand accent but um but yeah i think um i think omega uh herself is very much 
a force sensitive clone and i think that's going to be explored later on uh if i'm right i think that's going to explore going to be explored later on in uh more episodes where that force yeah i've seen that clone. around uh floating around the internet yeah. too that she's force sensitive so well, that, yeah that'll be cool I, yeah 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 I, I have heard that once and um i, I did pin some thought to it because originally in legends um the Kaminoans, after Order 66, um, they rebelled against the Empire. And the Empire yeah. had to go in there and pretty much kill off the clones. That's how, the, that's how pretty much how, why they get rid of the clones, because the insurrection that the Kaminoans did, they took control of the clones they had uh, and tried to rebel. And then the Empire. Yeah, and the fact that, that the Kaminoans so. are so secretive about mm -hmm. Omega's existence, it, 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 it yields a lot of different shit. It's like, it, yo, what, what would be so much of a problem that they would go to this sort of lengths to try to hide her true existence from the Empire? Mm -hmm. and Make then, sure she escaped. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, they even aided in that escape and shit. And it's mm -hmm. like, well... I mean, she might be force sensitive. That makes mm -hmm. sense. Cause imagine if they made a force sensitive clone. That that kind of that kind of yeah. shifts uh, a known paradigm in a way that kind of brings about more issues. Right. I mean, part of the reason why uh, uh, the Imperial Remnant was so gung ho about trying to get Groku because of his force sensitivity mm -hmm. and trying to um trying to and trying to research um like creating a, a clone a force sensitive clone uh for Palpatine in the long run and shit so, so i I, I feel like this is gonna i feel like this is gonna tie into mandalorian in a, in like in that sort of respect mm -hmm. and like uh so yeah i i think omega is force sensitive and we've only we haven't really like scratch the surface of like what the implications of that is from a narrative well, point of view. Mm -hmm. There is 16 episodes, so yeah. <laughs> we yeah. got time. <laughs> More than enough. <laughs> yeah, I definitely know she is special. Um, I feel like there's something special with that little amulet she wears on her forehead. Mm -hmm. um, it could contain the remaining DNA of Django or something, or it could you could be like a kyber crystal that could, you know, she could turn into a lightsaber, maybe, but if she's force sensitive, but you know, just well, or, or she could be an amalgamation of like Django and some other some mm -hmm. other person, maybe mm. like a jet, maybe like a Jedi. Because mm. one thing about Jedi is that like like the force, like even Luke said it, the force runs strong in my family. That shit is hereditary, like a motherfucker. Mm -hmm. Like part of the reason why the Jedi was like frowned upon people marrying and having kids and shit because they didn't want they didn't want to create dynasties. A force users and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so maybe, so, maybe, she, maybe she's not a clone. Maybe she's an actual offspring. Yeah. But yeah, she's so. a test tube baby. That's what that <laughs> maybe that's what that is. I mean, are they? They're all test tube babies in there. Like, they, they, I don't even think the Kaminoans mate anymore. They probably clone each other. Yeah, they they they, they <laughs> shot they shot a little bit of Django in a in a badass Jedi. That's what that that's. <laughs> That's dope. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Would you like a little bit of Django in you? Damn. I'm sorry I said that shit. <laughs> Damn. That was funny. <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah. So after Mino Mega, that's and you know all the training, uh, the other stuff went down where uh, Crosshair got. 
uh, if, not affected, but um, experimenting on, yeah, yeah, enhanced like the with the control. So mm-hmm. all of a sudden, now he's under target's control, basically. Not even Empire control, under target's control, and yeah. you see a direct conflict between Crosshair, like, yeah, trying to take the head off of of his teammates, his brothers. Yeah, yeah. It was like, it was, and <laughs> so like this this breakdown, this falling apart of the team. Without cross, do you think that the team will like stay strong without cross? Because as you see earlier on, how fluid and well the team works together with all the pieces. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now that they have one missing piece, do you think you'll start to see like their teamwork start to fall apart? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Well, I think they're gonna make do, but it's going to. It's not gonna be the same. They're not gonna be as a effective as they were with crosshair. And I do think we're gonna see them struggle for a little bit missing crosshair um so uh, <laughs> i just knew like crosshair the, the way it was set up it was we saw it from malloway i was like okay obviously mm-hmm. crosshair is not gonna be part of the the squad anymore you know what's funny ken <laughs> um after their the episode, you know, Aaron, he texts Billy, he's like, I think I might have to change my name, because in uh, the Star Wars RPG, he's Crosshair, mm-hmm. and after the episode, I was like, oh, you still mm-hmm. want me Crosshair? Mm-hmm. He was like, nah, G. I so, like, yeah. <laughs> that's what I told him, I was like, traitor! <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think that we're gonna see um, the Bad Batch struggle without Crosshair, and I think Crosshair is gonna be on their neck, like, I don't think it's over with Crosshair, they're gonna mm-hmm. run into him quite a few times but I do think that might be going into prediction so I'll just keep it at that um yeah I think it's gonna affect them okay so usually with shit like this there's a very there's like very there's like tropes that kind of exemplify like the whole dynamic that the cross that the uh, bad batch has um where every person fits a sort of uh archetype uh, you have the leader, which is uh, you have the leader who, uh, like, uh, what was it called? Uh, like the five man band. You have the leader who's like the lead singer, and mm-hmm. they lead the group. Is the mastermind? Is the mm-hmm. one who is level headed, mm-hmm. makes the decisions. Shit. That would be that would be um, that would be Hunter uh, in this okay. case. That would be Hunter in this case. But uh, uh, you also have like uh, what's called the Lancer, who's like uh, who's like the lead, who's like uh, a foil to the uh to the leader this would be crosshair because the whole dynamic that these two have uh, going mm. back and forth uh, challenging each other and so it's going to get to a point where there's going to be a confrontation between specifically these two not between crosshair and the bad batch it's going to be specifically these fucking two mm-hmm. and um yeah this is in like um yeah, and it's going to come to a head. I don't think they will kill off Crosshairs. I mean, granted, Crosshairs is going to be on the ass because he knows how they think. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not going to kill off Crosshairs. I think, if anything, they're going to uh, more or less liberate him from whatever the fuck is, uh, whatever fuck Market that uh, inhibitor shit yeah. uh, did to him and shit. Yeah, and you know, there's other tropes in this shit. Um, you have the smart guy, uh, which is tech, then you got the big guy, which is wrecker, and then you got the chick who is clearly fucking um, uh, Omega at this point. Uh, yeah, Echo, who's like, yeah, what about su- support Echo? team. <laughs> yes, so, Echo, Echo, no, Echo is what you would call the sixth ranger. That, that, that's what he, that's what he is. 
he's the one who kind of just joins the group on his Art. own merits and shit. So like Captain he's Plant literally Art. not even that. <laughs> the he's Heart. Basically, he, he's basically um he's basically the White Ranger to like um to like uh Hunter's Red Ranger basically. Mm. That, that, that's sort of that's sort of that's sort of that's sort of how I see it. It's not because uh, he's pale now, right? No, <laughs> fuck you. Um, no, because like no, it, it, it's that it's that same trope though. But um, no, but uh, yeah, I think um, both of them are going to have some sort of confrontation between the both of them, and uh, that's going to yield some sort of uh, I don't know, I don't. It, it's gonna be it's gonna be a weird confrontation, uh, especially since um, especially. I mean, I can't imagine. I can't not imagine that. Uh, Captain Rex not showing up at this point because he already said oh, yeah. that he's kind of oh, no, especially yeah, yeah. with episode two they already said like mm-hmm. uh, that mm-hmm. one clone was like yeah Rex came in here earlier and shit like Name yeah, dropped. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean yeah. It, I um, think if I remember correctly like in the trailer like you see a snippet of like Rex at some point like, they think they're I think they're like walking stand on top of some uh wreckage shit wreckage or something but mm-hmm. yeah I, I'm well, now, now pretty- that I think about it I know for a fact that Rex is in oh, yeah. because yeah. D, uh, what's buddy name? D Bradley Baker or some shit. Um, voicing all the clones, which mm-hmm. damn, that's right. Uh, his, he's not like man. It's a lot. Of, that's a lot of VO work. <laughs> that's bro. a lot of. That's a lot <laughs> like, of. Like, like, bro, good. <laughs> my bro, how many bro, times you, you argue are, with yourself? <laughs> like, bro, you are literally seventy five percent of the cast. Like, goddamn. <laughs> um, yeah. So I already know that. So yeah, uh, Rex is gonna show up at some point, and I think um, they're gonna they're, they're eventually gonna save Crosshair or some shit. Or what's worse is that they save Crosshair and Crosshair ends up sacrificing himself as some sort of penance. You you never fucking know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, because because you know they. Who knows if you know they're still alive? You know during the time of like episode four or anything like that. So, um, you know who know who knows how this story is gonna go with them. But yeah, it sounds like that that leads on to a little bit of some of your predictions on on it. Will was that? Are we include... going into prediction now? We can. Yeah, yeah. Cause yeah. I mean that's basically because okay. they escape after you know Crosshair tried to cross cross them basically. <laughs> uh, did you? So uh, yeah, with uh, with predictions moving on. Well, you know, you know, this is episode two going on, but yeah. How about we do it after episode two? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So episode two. Uh, oh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not the moderator. You do it. <laughs> so yeah, let's move on. To, we'll move on to episode two, double feature. I was like, did y'all switch? Y'all have planned this? <laughs> but go ahead. And now, uh, yeah. So yeah, we'll put episode two in the fold. So with episode two, we see the team going to section sector J19 to Silicamai, and. We see a certain familiar face, even though the face is the same as a red clone. But <laughs> cut, cut the back, cut and crew. Well, family, cut the fam. Mm-hmm. And I forgot how dope his wife is <laughs> until <laughs> later on in the show, in the episode. But yeah, but uh, with with uh, with them one of the Lukami, um, what do you guys think about the fact that they ran to well? What do you think is the relation? How they met me cut in the first place? Other than, I guess, some familiarity with, uh, like, I don't think there's any defined backstory on like on how they know each other. 
Uh, I assume it was some sort of episode made in like either Clone Wars or fucking or whatever. Mm. I because I I have no context for any yeah, of those characters. Because as far as I know, Cut is always like as far as we knew his character, he's always been a deserter. Like saying like he deserted a little early in the in the war. Um, oh, is that okay? See, I wasn't quite sure on this character. I was like, I. It felt like yeah, I was, it's, it's the same character like our, from the Clone Wars series. It's yeah. the episode, Rex Denlow episode where he got shot. Got and, it. Yeah. Uh, so this is that right. same same uh, deserter clone him. and his family. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, the kids are a little bit he... older now, so that's mm-hmm. why I was thinking like when that happened, that happened earlier on in the war, and so he we always knew Cut as the deserter. So uh, with the Bad Batch knowing Cut, that means that they may have known him. As a deserter from the beginning, so mm-hmm. I'm just waiting. Only what your thoughts is on like we think their relationship is with Cut outside of just knowing him as a deserter clone. Hmm. That's a good question, I mean, kid. <laughs> I mean, shit. I mean, technically they're all deserters at this point. Yeah. Yeah, you know? they are. I mean, I mean, saying whatever. I mean. And given the fact that they see like the true purpose of the of of what the clones were, like it is it, like it was an entire war orchestrated in order to eliminate the Jedi, based pretty much. And so now that that shit is completed, it's kind of like, well, what the fuck is going on now? So I kind of so there's sort of like an understanding between both of them, like mm-hmm. given the fact that they themselves have been deemed as like wanted men and traitors to the empire to the newly formed empire and he's he himself is deserter because you know deserters were looked down upon mm-hmm. like like by the rest of the clones or shit though but this was back before order 66 order, order 66 kind of changed everything it changed so yeah um i think i don't want to say um they sympathize there's more of an understanding there mm-hmm. uh, more or less so yeah, that, yeah. that's that's why I feel. Yeah, it was just interesting to me because that means the fact that Hunter knew to go to Slukamai to meet up with Cut, that means that he knew about Cut before Order 66. Mm. That mean, while, you know, before he saw the perspective of the cha- of the, cl- of the regs, you know, all of a sudden switching over um, from the Order. And so he knew he was a deserter, he knew he was a traitor back then, but that back then they were strict on following orders. Uh, same as Crosshair. So, you know, it, by knowing his existence and not, you know, acting mm. on that, you got to wonder, if, like, has there been seeds of, like, moral decision in Hunter from the beginning from mm. having this knowledge and not ex- ex- um, providing that knowledge to the rest of the team until, you know, they go there? Because I mean, he, even he, in the first episode, he straight up lied to Crosshair. It was just like, yeah, the, the kid died. He mm-hmm. dropped so it's like that that would follow his character if that is the case like he is he will make the good <laughs> the good decision not say anything to his teammates so yeah, yeah i think this whole thing is really meant like the series is meant to exemplify how different the bad batch are mm-hmm. from every other clone and yeah. i think they're going to emphasize that in a number of ways and i think this is just one of the few ways that they do that I think so too. Yeah. And with and with this uh this meeting with Cut, um, this when we also start to see a lot of hints of 
Daddy Hunter being developed. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you drive like, oh, you see multiple scenes with like him and Omega uh, acting or even having conversations and like he's giving her words of advice and then telling her not to do this or do that and also you know, saving her also. So he's, he's really like seeing him just jumping into this daddy role for mm-hmm. her, but he's just doing it as a protector. But unknowingly, unknowingly, it seems like he's turned into a father figure. Um, like Mando did. Real step daddy <laughs> shit. Yeah. Because essentially that's what he is. He's been a stepfather for mm. how long? For however the fuck long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because clones don't, yeah, they, they're they like, they're uh, sterile, aren't they? They don't, they can't have kids. Uh, can they or not? Cut and kids. They can cut, yeah, cut yeah, kids. Cut, yeah, they're kids in, his kids in this episode. Yeah. Are, those, are those his kids? Yeah, this, kids yeah. But, because, no. Yeah, they I look mean, just like Twi'leks, but. No, they, <laughs> I mean, can't, I mean, can't, I mean, uh, fucking Canon. I mean, Canon fucked Hera and had a kid. That motherfucker that looks nothing like a Twi'lek. Oh, I mean, no, Star Wars genetics. Star Wars genetics. <laughs> yeah. We got, we have clones. We have a clone that's a different. It's like gen- humans. Yeah, <laughs> the two different race of people. Sometimes they look more like one race than the other, or a yeah. nice blend. You know, dominant you know. genes. Yeah, I mean, dominant genes. I mean, he doesn't see that. His obsessive hairline, his obsessive hairline, don't seem to match up against her. Her big, uh, I think old girl got some strings on the side. That's what I think. Stop! Don't do that to her. Don't create that rumor. Cut that shit out quick. Or she already had kids. I mean, that that would make more sense. All right. Okay. Go back to Clone Wars. They explain it. They 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 did the thing. But uh, because he's searching this right now. Rex, Rex even asked, but how? <laughs> but how? <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think with that, you, that's where you see the a cool connection between Cut and Hunter, because like Cut is a dad, and he's seeing that oh, Hunter's mm-hmm. you know has this kind of dad role, um, from this situation going on, and so he's also giving him advice to help him out. So, um, with this episode they also showcase the the more world building of the transition from republic to empire mm-hmm. of going in more in-depth introduction of what the chain code is and how it's they're like okay we're going to start registering the entire population of this whole galaxy so we can pretty much like track and find yeah you know? so it just I, I i find that really cool and interesting and i'm glad that they are doing that because it's showing the transition of yes. the building of the empire and yes. um because once like if you just watch the original trilogy you, you don't really know how it got to that point you're just like all right well we're here you know the empire is here but i like always looking at the beginning stages of uh, um a new system, a new order. It's always fascinating to me. So yeah, I, me, me, and you, we we're mm-hmm. here on that that part of, yeah, yeah. See, because like when you see some glimpse of it from uh, Rogue One earlier yep. on, but by that time, you know, the empires have been around for almost uh, twenty years. It, it, mm-hmm. you come to find out, you know, Rogue One took place right before Episode Four, so that's the nineteen-year time span. Yeah. Um, so by that time, they're they're well seasoned in Imperials. Yep. <laughs> like Krennic, Krennic was mean as fuck. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, with here you're seeing you're 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 starting to see that oppression take place. Uh, we'll start mm-hmm. to take fold, and 
Um, I just want to like, I know we'll see that you align with me on that, Brittany, but what are your thoughts on it, Will, if you have any on? Uh, I'm going to need you to repeat the question because I just did research. So, yeah, uh, Cut <laughs> is the adopted father. So, he, oh, is he really? He, he, them ain't, them ain't his genetic kids. So, oh, okay. I thought well. that shit was strange. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, uh, repeat the question for me real quick. Yeah. So, basically, uh, what they're, what I see is that they're starting to trickle um, more information of the transition from Republic to Empire here. Uh, and they did a huge emphasis on introducing chain code in this, in this, okay. uh, in this episode. So I'm thinking like, with that, uh, with, and with the notion, the, that kind of world building, uh, what's your thoughts on how far or how extreme you think um, they may go with enforcing the transition from Republic to Empire in this in this show or in this season uh, even they could you know they could show it on later on if they have more seasons but in this first season uh, especially in this particular episode how they just all of a sudden boom we already had this idea of registering every creature in this galaxy under this one unified system already enforcing in place. It's like they seem like they kind of planned this well, well ahead of time. And well, yeah, Palpatine is known for doing that shit. Yeah, like, they maintain control anyway. They yeah, right. know what everybody's doing. But even like, even like, it, even Palpatine one. Yeah. I mean, he had time, a lot of time to plan. Wait, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, one thing you can count on Palpatine doing is being ready to stick his dick in other people's peanut butter. That that shit is real. Like, and all right, you know what? The analogy is app. I don't care how, I don't care how vulgar it is. It's a very app analogy. I wouldn't want someone sticking their dick in my peanut butter, ruining my fucking, oh ruining my, my fucking day, Joe. Hey, you know what? You know what? Blame, hey, blame Lewis back from the IAM department. That's, that's real. All right. <laughs> that's who taught, that is who taught me that, that reference. All right. See, Ken knows who I'm talking about. Yeah, I don't know who Lewis is and I wish right, she so never said that. Right, <laughs> well, that memory whatever. out. <laughs> anyway, but uh shit. Um yeah, that's how I also learned terms like nah, just bang it in the ass and get it over with. Oh yeah, my god. <laughs> so <laughs> so you you feel like they they're they're gonna go with a brutal approach and it's gonna just boom Hell just yeah. No Hell yeah, they're not gonna waste. They cannot. They ain't gonna waste time on trying to uh, get control. I mean, Palpatine already like subdued the fucking Senate, and like uh, and conveying the fact that the Jedi like uh, betrayed the Empire. Well, betrayed the Republic and shit, especially with the growing um, <sighs> liquor burps. Especially with the growing um, like there was already a, like a growing sentiment. Uh, growing anti-Jedi sentiment uh, and the fact that, that they basically, like, in the eyes of a lot of people, they basically became soldiers uh, and stepping away from the roles of peacekeepers and shit. Mm. That pissed a lot of people off. That's why uh, what Barris Ophi fucking bombed the fucking uh, the temple. Jedi temple and uh, did as much bullshit as she did. So... I mean, and he and Palpatine actually worked that shit to his advantage, so on mm -hmm. and so forth. So I don't think the Empire is going to like 
just kind of creep in and do whatever the fuck they uh, and just kind of slowly take away people's like liberty, like civil liberties and shit like that. They're just gonna they're just gonna debo that shit and take it for themselves. Like, no, I have, have rights. Yep. I have rights. What rights? Mm-hmm. What rights, to. nigga? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What rights? Because this is the most fragile stage right now. Like, if they don't no. get it under control right now, that shit can easily be tossed and flipped to the other side. So. And plus, the Empire is promising stability, and they are literally, they literally just got done fighting the war, and like, mm-hmm. the thing is, people, the one thing that people are gonna want is stability, and, so, and uh, stability, and like, uh, like, just, uh, and just to be safe, especially for the families and shit, and the Empire is gonna exploit the hell out of that shit hell to yeah. gain control. I mean, this is, a, this is, I mean, this is a fascist uh, mm-hmm. This is a fascist state. They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna try to, um, they're gonna try to um, work people's uh, ideology against them and try to uh, make the, try to present the idea that they are the only ones that can uh, maintain order and in, in, a, in a galaxy that that was literally fighting mm-hmm. a fucking mm-hmm. war. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Hitler yeah, I mean, yeah. did the same thing after like World War One. He was mm-hmm. just like, well, let me yeah, well, go ahead. Yeah, the empire is it's, it's based a lot off. Uh, yeah, exactly. Hitler, <laughs> Stalin, Mussolini. Mm-hmm. It, it's the same story over and over yeah, again. Yeah, exactly. So, so basically, the empire is going to provide enough results, enough results on the surface shit that make you think that they're doing good, but they're going to be actively gaining more and more control. Mm-hmm. The fact yeah. that the fact that they're documenting and coloring ships and people is only the first step of a much larger plan. Uh, it's I mean it's all about control and they're not gonna be they're not gonna be coy around it though it's gonna be like sort of like um it's gonna be like a smoke screen under the get uh, under the premise that we are here to help you but they're gonna mm-hmm. be aggressive as shit about it and like the one way to do that shit is to call the people into a false sense of security right. that's exactly what they're doing especially in the post world uh, in the port in the post war yeah post post post, post yeah Post war world, post war world, yeah, got the post war galaxy. <laughs> so yeah, um, so yeah, so basically, the fact that the mm. war is over and like there's no more separatists and shit, people are loading into false insecurity, and, and they're, they're like to do everything. Come in with open, what can hands? Open, open. Uh, yeah, yep, yeah. yeah, man. Oh. They're, gl- so, they're glad they're, they're being they're, they're being willingly walked to the executions and <laughs> and when they fi- and they figure that shit out it's gonna be too late. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. So with that being said, let's go on to predictions. Moving on to what you think will happen on in episode three. Uh, sign up with you, Brittany. Uh, episode three. Damn, I'm trying to think what happened at episode two. Obviously, Omega did not go with. Um, yeah, she didn't go with Cut and yeah, his fam. So now she's with the Bad Batch again. Mm-hmm. I I think. Did they say where they were gonna go after when they left? I don't remember that. No. Yeah, I don't no, remember. I, so. Oh, yeah, I don't. I don't think they did. I just only. Well, really, the scene that took away from me is is when Gronk record was just tossing that gonk droid up and down like who mans is this bro that, that scene that had me cracking up that that whole scene so you i kind of <laughs> i do think that they're gonna i do i do think that hunter's still gonna try to get this 
girl get omegas mm-hmm. somewhere safe so i think wherever the next place they're gonna go is probably another ally of his that he thinks yeah maybe look for rex and um try to get her to a safe space because being with them there she's not safe so that's all i can really predict for episode mm-hmm. three it's hard to predict. It's hard to predict because this episode two was an episode that really shouldn't have happened as early as it filler. did. Um, it's not even no. It's not even filler. It's just the fact that they tried to establish this sort of father daughter bond between Hunter and Omega, and there was no bond to be had. They literally just met each other. Mm-hmm. It, like if this shit happened, like episode mm-hmm. seven or eight and shit, that would have made more sense. After they spent some time together and built like a sort of camaraderie between each other when they got to know each other got to see and like so i mean it's a relationship that shit takes time to build and that's the one thing i didn't like about episode two is the fact that they kind of forced this sort of ideal this sort of father-daughter relationship uh between the both of them and like it's so early and it's kind of like man this is this is not the time to be having this episode so uh so essentially uh, I don't know where, where this shit is going. And um, I, I think they're just going to meet another ally in order to get, like, more perspective on what the fuck is going on. Mm-hmm. And um, because I don't... Because they, ha- they, really in- they never really inferred what their actual plan is. Basically, their plan is just to get away from the Empire and mm-hmm. specifically to get away from Crosshair because Crosshair knows exactly how they move. So, yeah, I beyond that... There's no really inference, like there's no, there's really no like an inference of like how they're gonna, how they're gonna, what their plan is, how they're gonna do whatever. So I, which I, is exciting though. Yeah, I like so, that. I like that we can't just predict what's gonna happen next. So that's it's refreshing. But well, I wanted to counter one of your your points about it may be too early to try to establish this whole father daughter relationship. The only reason I would say maybe they needed to kind of touch upon it because Omega was automatically infatuated with the Bad Batch. Like as soon as she like met them, she was just like, you're my friend and I want to sit with you. And it was just like, she was on them. And I think because she's been around the her caretakers and the clones that all think alike, literally they were the only people that were different and she kind of latched on yeah exactly and i think for him obviously hunter has a soft spot for kids like he let um caleb (laughs) live you know so it it just kind of like i do think they kind of try to beat it over our head with it i do i agree on that but i do think that they needed to to kind of touch on it in the next episode and i like how they did it so yeah Well, my argument isn't the fact that the episode wasn't needed. It was just that it happened too, too soon. Early. Like, yeah, it happened way too early. Like, but what episode... really happened that was like, you know, like, oh, well, that feels unnatural. I don't know. To me, it felt fine. I just think it was too heavy-handed. I don't know. Maybe it's the woman in me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it, it was fine, but also I think the the situation in which it was injected into didn't fit exactly. Okay. I mean, it, it, it could, they could have, I say maybe have 
them mold that relation, build that relationship better in, in some yeah, different scenarios. Yeah, that's literally my argument. Like, you can't force a relationship. It takes time to build that shit. Like, if it happened a couple episodes later, and like where you see that camaraderie build between uh, Omega and uh, Hunter, then I get it. But like episode two, out the gate, fresh from all, fresh off of Camino, it's kind of like, man, no, I don't, I, I, I can't, I'm not really buying it. Like it, it's, it, it feels too forced. So well, to each his own. Yeah, it was, it was like. It, like it just bothers me as like 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 just from a narrative point of view. I'm like, yo, this is really something that should have came much later, in my opinion, rather than as early as it did. But again, it's yeah. yeah. Well, I'm hoping maybe they you know they did it early because they're trying to get out the way because they have a lot of content to push out, a lot of like good stuff. Yeah, they yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So as you guys mentioned, um, yeah, with no real lead on for the end of it, so like it's no, it's really hard to predict what may happen next so but from that i will say yeah they uh the only lead that hey i would say they they got from episode two is that rex was recently went through there and, and met with cut also so mm-hmm. i would say the next step would probably be to try to uh, meet up with rex because uh especially talking with oh yeah i just remember talk uh they has more talks about uh with tech that about the inhibitor chip so with um hunter had more knowledge about the inhibitor chip and thinking okay maybe maybe how crosshair is being controlled maybe he wants to see with rex and how to resolve that but that's 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 it that's my thoughts on what prediction i have for it but i looking forward to the next episode and um yeah so i hope everybody enjoyed uh, our discussion uh feel free to like comment subscribe down below uh and Tune in next time for our review of episode three. Until then, we Echo 4 signing out. Bye. Deuces. Deuces.